right, welcome to our Franchise Accelerator Podcast. We're really excited, 2024. That's right, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. And we think this is a really good time to sort of take a step back, right? Hopefully everyone had a couple days to unwind after the right. crazy December. Um, but really think about 2024. What do we want out of 2024? What do we want to do differently? And, you know, I think this is a great time to talk about some of the work that you do building a budget for someone. Because I think as an owner, you know, I think sometimes you're afraid, right? Like you want to have a better year than last year, but you're also a little gun shy of like looking at where you went last year and what happened last year, good and bad. So what's your starting point when having that first budget conversation? Yeah, I think the first one is looking at last year. We have to just look at it. We have to say, you know, let's see what we did, what yeah. were sales, what were cost of goods. And I, and I like to do it by month by month okay. bit too. It just looks, it looks at a whole, let's kind of see. And then, you know, was that good or bad year, right? Because, you know, maybe 2023 was great for somebody. Like yeah. that was great sales. They were up 10, 20% the last year, or maybe it wasn't and down. So that's usually the starting point because we want to try to start with our 2024 budget on sales. Yes. So we have to kind of look at what we did last year in sales and then kind of see what the current trend is. Like, yeah. I, you know, last January's trend doesn't really matter much to me now. I want to see what you're doing November, December. Yeah. Were you up 10% from 2022 December or November? Or were you down? So usually I like usually last like six to eight weeks trend. Okay. And then use versus last year's numbers. Yeah. And I think that's where you could also kind of find the winners and losers among yourself, right? Like right. not all areas of your business are going to be the same. Your bar could be growing faster than your in-person dining or your to-go's, yeah. right? So looking at maybe check averages too. Definitely. And that's where, you know, however you have it broken out. Yeah. And, you know, we only broken out into a hundred different categories, but we do like to see broken out with yeah. food and liquor and beer. You know, sometimes you break out dining and to-go is helpful yeah. because like you said, we can really focus on Oh wow, maybe to go was the differentiator last year. Yeah. And, and again, when we look at our old plan for 2024, using that data to try to predict what can we do. So then we kind of see, all right, if we do this, what are, what's our year gonna look like? Yeah. And this is where I think doing some digging on the point of sale system. Right. Because even if it's not in your QuickBooks or you know, whatever you use for right. your financial reporting, you probably have a lot of data sure. on the sales side. So you know, to me, another one would be catering. I think so many times we put catering in food, and I get that it's food and right. food costs, that's important. But fundamentally, catering is a much different margin than yeah. in-person dining. So if I have a certain, you know, bottom line target I'm trying to hit, I want to make 100000 this year, yeah. you know, I made fifty last year, whatever it is, I might grow catering by a smaller increment, but could get better dollars to the bottom line because it has better margins. Yeah. And it might be a little more sporadic, a little more unpredictable, yeah. right? So if we're trying to, you know, the goal of the budget is, is to be as accurate as possible. Well, if you had a huge catering order in July, where yes. do we see that? Yeah. Or, you know, that's where we would like to see that stuff broken out. So, and again, if July is great, why can't it make August great? You know, yeah. so using... Well, right, because you could then have a false sense. Oh, there's like this local event that happens every, right. you know, end of April. Well, now my April sales look incredible but those really aren't in-person dining right. sales that's this one event that happens yeah. so i think as specific as we can again doesn't have to be exactly what's going to be on the quickbooks no. because that's separate this all of this right now is just kind of playing around with how could i get to the revenue target i want right and then ultimately what is that going to cost me right yeah, and i think absolutely. that's where you know whether it's catering food truck 
you know, other sure. outliers that aren't, because otherwise it's going to throw up my labor costs. Right, and maybe somebody was working to the end of the year that now we can project you didn't start something. You started yes. a promotion or you started Taco Tuesdays or whatever it was yeah. in, in October. Well, now maybe we can say we can, we can project with confidence that January, February, March are going to be better months yes. because that wasn't going on last time this year. Maybe it was a, a catering event that you're doing once a week or once a month that you didn't have to start last year. Well, and I think that's the other part of it. I think people are sometimes afraid to look too deep right now because we did price increases. Right. Right. And I think there's a little bit of a fear of, wow, like, you know, maybe my customers are a little more gun to my price yeah. increase or trading down than what I thought. And, you know, if that's the case, we have to work, right? We're not yeah. stuck with where we are right now forever. Yeah. And if we do find there's a little more price sensitivity than I thought, you know, it doesn't mean that we're saying that you have to discount everything right. or BOGO <laughs> forever. Oh. But there may be things that we could add coming into the new year to just level it out a little right. bit. You know, one guy was talking to me and it's like, okay, I have one pasta dish on my menu that I know is, you know, a $12 item, $13 item, where other people might come in and order filet. I want to have something for that right. person who's not going to order the filet. And so it's not like we're saying the filet has to go down in price. No. We just want to be aware that there could be people who are a little price conscious yeah. and we want to give them that option. Yeah. And I think if that's where you're looking at guest count too, right? You're not yeah. just looking at dollars. You know, and again, it could be a little bit crazy when you get to, to catering and to go, but if we're looking at in dining, did we serve more guests than last year or did we not? And yeah. again, it's not getting the world either way. That's why we do price increases sometimes because we know <laughs> guest count might go down a little bit. So yeah. to do the same revenue, yeah. we need to up it. So, but I think as we look into 2024, sales is our starting point. We yeah. want to just see, did something else open near you? What yeah. can we really with confidence say we're going to do for the next 12 months? Yeah. We can obviously adjust through, but at least it gives us a starting point. Yeah. And like you said, I think the guest count is great because that also will be something that we could look at on our labor side. Right. Because sometimes we're used to a certain amount of labor, we're used to a certain minimum staffing, but if we really look at right. what's the guest count every week, what's the guest count every yeah. day eventually, and this is where data is your friend. I mean, I think as, as much as this sounds like work, I mean, hopefully it's somewhat exciting. Sure. It's a fun time to kind of build the plan for the year. It may take a little longer now, but you'll be right. glad you did because once you have that budget, now reporting is so much better. Yes. And like you said, even from a labor standpoint, that's why a lot of companies will look at, you know, GPLH and SPLH, right? So we're going to look at guests per labor hour yeah. and sales per labor hour. So we, we're comparing apples to apples. We want to be like, well, we're using this many yeah. hours to do this many guests. Compose maybe this many hours to this many sales yeah. if we raise in price increases, yeah. all that stuff. So, and again, another way of looking at labor percentage, right? Now we know we're paying people higher money, but are, we, are they at least being as productive? Yes. We can at least yeah. compare, all right, well, 10 hours we could do it last year. Well, why is it taking us 13 hours? Right. We know it's going to cost us more money because we're making more. Right. But it should really cost us more hours. Which is where I think we've all gotten a little frustrated by what happened in labor. And so, you know, the tendency is not to look. And right. I think that's not what we want to do. We want yeah. to find a way to build in some of these other, you know, KPIs, things sure. that I'm looking at, just so I can make sure that I have my focus where it needs to be to drive it forward. So, all right, so we go through cost of goods, or we're going to have a target there, yes. we're going to have a, a target for labor. I think, you know, one thing I would say on the labor side is also remembering that last year probably had a lot of turnover. 
Right. So what I'm looking at for my baseline labor may be inflated just because I was turning over people so much. Absolutely. And as we did in one of our earlier episodes, it's $5,000 per lost. person that you lost. Right. So, you know, we it's okay to maybe set the labor a little lower this year and then incentivize your team yeah. to have less turnover. No, 100%. I mean, we're going to go look at, you know, I always start with, let's look at what we did last year in cost of goods and last year labor. That's just our starting point. Yeah. And then I think it's the conversations with the owner on, you know, what has changed? You know, labor could, like you said, maybe we, we were short-staffed. We used a lot of overtime last year. Right. And that's not unrealistic to think that labor could come down a little bit this year yeah. because of that. Maybe vice versa. Maybe we were short-staffed <coughs> and we didn't have enough bodies. Right. So we know labor's going to go up. So it's there's no, up. like, yeah. right, wrong. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. We have to look at your story from last year. You need to tell the story a little bit on, well, I was two managers short for six months. Right. So labor was pretty good. <coughs> but maybe because of that, cost of goods were terrible. Yeah. Because right. no one was managing it. So there's a lot of kind of ins and outs. But if we use last year as a starting point, and then we can go from there on. Well, and I think the labor is also the one where you have the real discussion of how could it be different this year, right? right? I think what we talked about on even our Shopmaker side was, you know, is it worth the investment right. in a new manager, a different right. manager, someone with a different skill set to guide us in a different direction? Yeah, and how we look at the overall business. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is when we look at cost of goods, we look at labor, and especially labor, we have to look at the sales. Yeah. Because that's going to dry the labor number. I mean, that's, you know, back to Ann's original point, if we can do more catering or to-go, that's where that labor number, right? Doesn't, it probably doesn't take you an extra manager. Yeah. It doesn't take you an extra person. Maybe you use an extra half hour because you brought someone a little earlier because you're busy. Yeah. But usually you do benefit if you can capitalize on sales. Well, exactly. And that's where just knowing that and that sales breakdown is so important. And the other part is I think, you know, before, you know, the last few years, you know, we've really talked about, you know, the owner not wanting to be overworked right. and, you know, not wanting to work in my business, not right. wanting to be there as much. And I get that, right? And I'm not saying that you need to, to be there every day, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. But I think what we found as labor became more expensive is, you know, you being there more, maybe not picking up a shift, right. but maybe taking some of the manager responsibilities, that that is a strategy. That if you find that these dollars just aren't working, that your you know customers are price sensitive and your guest yeah. count's going down a little bit, and we're not really sure, especially for the first quarter, that I have clients where I'm saying it is a strategy right now right. to get back in the business. Sure. Not forever, but if I need more dollars to the bottom line, that might be something I'm willing to do. Yeah, I think it has to be. I think that's where I think at the end of the day, <coughs> thinking of the end in mind, the bottom, right? You want a certain amount out of your bottom line. Yeah. Well, depending on how everything else looks, there might be some things that you may or may not want to do to get that number, but you're going to have to. I mean, yeah. even in the corporate world, if we had labor budgets we had to hit, there were times where a manager was, yeah. we were going to have them work the front desk. That was the plan that, that day. It. We yeah. knew we could send two front desk staff home because that manager could handle it. And then on the line, I could send this two line cooks home because this kitchen manager could handle it. Yeah. Is that a great plan for every day? It might not be, but there are times where you have to make those business decisions. And yeah. I think from an owner standpoint, if you get to the bottom line, it's not where you want it to be. And we look at everything else and say, oh, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty good. Everyone else is good. Then there's only other one other spot to go yeah. impact. Yeah. And, that and again, it's also about here's the plan for this year. Here's where we're going. 
But I think, you know, the other thing that we find is as managers have become more expensive, you know, maybe the manager pool has gotten a little smaller and <laughs> than we smaller, want, smaller yeah. than we want. So again, this is could also be the time to write the ship, right? To right. get you back involved, make sure the process is there, make sure the expectations are there. And then hire your replacement as if you're starting over, right? Sure. Now you've built the process, you've redefined it with the team, every kind of that reset time. And then maybe right. by, you know, April, May, June, now I'm bringing someone in who now I know exactly what they're doing because I right. just did it, right? Because I think a lot of, right. it's been such a changing time in the last three years that our processes are just broken. And that's okay, but now is the time right. to get back on that writing of the ship. Yeah, and I don't think there's going to be one formula that works for everybody. If you're trying to find over the course of a year, let's say an extra $100,000 of profit, well, these are your options now, right? You could replace yeah. a $100,000 person. You could try to grow sales to get that. You could do a combination of, right, maybe we, we, you know, we run a little better cost of goods, and then we do some more sales. Oh, and then we cut some of these expenses. So there's yeah. not going to be one formula that works for everybody, yeah. but I think if you look at it like that and say, all right, and that's usually when we get to the budget, that's kind of where we get to. Yeah. That's the conversation is, well, this if you do this, you're going to be here. Yes. If you like it, let's run with it. <laughs> if you don't like it, let's we'll change back. some stuff. Exactly. And that's where it comes yeah. into the data. Yeah, and that's where this is such an important thing. As much as it is work, there's a lot of you know thinking and right. taking that step back. You know, once you get there to that budget, right. now we're excited, right? Now we have a plan, we have a path forward, sure. and now we can really now see where we are yeah. in January, February, build our, you know, weekly forecast. What do I need to do every week to get this to happen? Right. But it starts with this high level and then yeah. working from there. Yeah, if, if maybe you didn't get your goal in January, well, what do we do in February to adjust? Right. Instead of, oh, now it's December yeah. and, oh. Uh, there's no way. We can't make up the loss in three days, right. four days, but maybe some, your plan in January just didn't work. We adjust our plan in February, and we try to maybe make up January's miss also. Yeah, and that's where I just think, you know, whether it's with our team or not, yeah. having those conversations, yeah. right? That has proven time and time again to be the difference maker. It's not, you know something that our company is doing is that you know one thing right. we're not the only ones in the world talking <laughs> budget but it's just whoever you are talking it with taking the time to have these big conversations to look forward to not just look backwards right. because you know i was having a conversation with one guy this morning it's like you know most accountants they just can't look forward it's nothing against them i've worked in <laughs> corporate accounting tax like it's just the way they're trained in most businesses that's fine Right. Even if you sure. were doing, you know, the tax churn for some big restaurant group, it's right. fundamentally probably pretty right. similar every year. Yeah, there's a little bit changing here, but sure. you know, your your difference year over year is very small. When you get into entrepreneurial accounting, right. you know, um, restaurant owners. I mean, it's you guys are all over the map, right? You, yeah. One year you're profitable, then you did like a five hundred thousand dollar build up. I mean. It changes so drastically that if you aren't coming to the table with here's where I'm going, yes. it's impossible for them to to have any insight because they truly don't know. I mean, right. it, you know, again, like one year you have a massive loss, the next year you're profit, then you have a massive loss again. I mean, if you told them, oh, it's because I'm growing, they're going to go, what? Like, they don't even yeah. know. It's not in their real house for the most part. Again, not that they're bad, it's just not what they're in. So what you need to do is come to the table with here's my plan. 
Did you know that I plan to double my revenue in the next 12 months or 24 months and force those conversations? Because how you will get to those goals is by having these regular conversations, setting the target, your team knowing the target, and ultimately having weekly accountability to drive you to that result every week so you're not surprised at the end of the year. Well, I think it's really where the operation side is meet the accounting side, right? Like Angel said, if you win every week and then you win every month, and you can win every quarter, yeah. your year is going to be good. There's no surprise, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, well, I, I had four good quarters. Right. I'm pretty sure I my year is going to be a good yeah. year. Yeah. Where I think that's where we try to take the surprise out of it. You're not looking at the end of the year saying, oh, let me see how I did. Yeah. I know the score all year long. I know what each week, I know each month. So yeah. I can react to say, oh, man, this wasn't a great month. How do I finish the month strong on week four? Right, exactly. And that's where if you don't have the target, you don't know. You don't, you don't know. know if it was good or bad. What's was the it standard? a good week? Like how many times you're like, was it a good week? Great, but if yeah. you had that target, I expect to make three thousand a week, so I made thirty five hundred. Now I know it was a good week. But if I don't have that target, right. it's very hard to know. So as you know, I would say realistically, probably a couple hours or maybe five hours total sure. between your time, the owner's time. But remember, you know, we offer a free 30-minute yeah. session to anyone. You don't have to be a client of ours. Oh. So click go to our website, thelargergroup.com. We have a new challenge starting this month, and it's all about a new year and getting you to better operations and a better business in 2024. So please check out our website, thelargergroup.com, and we're very excited to continue this discussion on next week's episode.